everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Hello, everyone, and here we are back. It's just Sheree and I this week, and today we're covering Barbarian. That's right, because we are covering movies that actually came out this year, and I don't want to jinx it, but I think all of the movies are correct. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> it, just took us, it just took us five seasons, y'all, but like we're here now. <laughs> we finally figured out how to do years. Listen, um, we still haven't figured out themes, apparently. It's just... 2022. That's our theme, I guess. That, that is a theme, yes. <laughs> the, the 2022. It's a <laughs> Hindsight is 2022. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <laughs> Back to the present. What? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's a mood, it's a theme, and we're here yeah. to talk Be about here it. neon. <laughs> Be mindful. <laughs> we're, bringing, we're bringing along Justin Long and the Scars Guards with us to 2022. Cause, Listen, I'll bring the Scars anywhere. Um... And I'll bring Justin Long anywhere, so here we go. We'll get into that, though. So let's talk about Barbaria. Because, girl, I, number one, I'd heard some, everyone's been talking about this movie since it came out, right? Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to see it in theater, even though I wanted to. And then I didn't get a chance to catch it when it first started on the streaming stuff. Oh, I was there the day it hit HBO Max because I had been waiting. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to be packing to go to London, but also I'm going to see what Billy Scars is getting into real quick. <laughs> I didn't even know he was, I didn't know he, or him or Justin Long were in it. I just knew the girl. The main. I I didn't know Justin Long was gonna be here, but like I found out about this movie because a trailer hit me in my face and I see nope, and I was like, no, mm. don't ruin things for me. And now that I know this is out there, I want to see it. Um, so I knew Billy Scars was there, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought he did it. I profiled him. That is <laughs> an awful thing to do. But yeah. he's a wild boy. Like Billy Scars is a wild boy. Is my first note. I assumed he was the problem. Same. I was like, girl, you in danger? Get out of this Same. house. I know he hot, but he gonna kill you. He was way too friendly, <laughs> way too quick. Listen, how dare he say all the right of things until he said the wrong things to get himself killed? <laughs> like, I was like, I, um, right. I'm torn. They, I'm torn. Well, the minute that she came out of that bathroom and he had the, the bottle of wine out, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Red flags. Red flags but, everywhere. That's just it. Because he was so nice and I know not to trust men. There were red flags from the second he opened the door. Oh, number one. Yeah, for sure. But that yeah. the, the like the one I was like, I would just leave now. <laughs> the, I don't know why. That wine. I was like, but you, you assume no. it a lot, sir. That's your privilege speaking. Because I was like, how dare you invite her to stay? How dare you make her tea when she said she don't want no tea? How dare you be convenient? Oh, the oh, tea no, moment, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the no, tea moment. Look, from the moment he opens the door, I'm like, you was a sexy threat. And I was like, run, bitch, run. Sexy <laughs> threat. And it, well, okay, because they do have, and I, yeah, granted, I am coming from my own privilege, but like, they even, I did enjoy that they had the conversation in the film. Now, granted, it's after she makes that weird decision. Oh, I trust him now. I don't know where that came from, but mm-hmm. she did. Um, but anyway, they had that conversation about like, men get to do, you know, have, have the freedom to mess up without the fear. Um, and I thought that was a really an interesting conversation to put in this movie that yeah. is very yeah. much about like red flags and threats and 
cis straight white men. <laughs> There's a lot of that misleading and red herring up top. Um, like Brother Ghoulish um, on their TikTok, they pointed out some of the like specific lines that Billy Scar's character Keith says. How am I forgetting Keith? That's my brother's name. But I'm like, who did you play in this movie? I don't know names. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Um, Ryan was pointing out that like um, Billy Scars has this line of what do I look like a monster when we all know he's usually the threat it it chapter two um, all the Scars guards listen listen <laughs> and again like usually the white men are the threats the dating apps CSI mm-hmm. NCIS <laughs> criminal minds like, right. and so it's like he is and he does he is the reason this woman ends up in danger because he wouldn't listen to her um as men, specifically white men, are wont to do is to not listen. <laughs> and, you know, and it kind of shows Tess was too nice for her own good. Like, way too nice. Because, like, the minute I found that one, the minute I found the room with a video camera, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. Like, because, you know, being a queer white cis man is very, it's kind of in this weird thing. Because I feel like I have my foot in two different feet in two different spaces. Because, like, yes. I do come with privilege, of course, but I also, like, I am the most uncomfortable and the most unsafe feeling around cis-straight white men. Cis-straight men in general, but really, if it's all cis-straight white men, whoo, especially from the South, oh, get me out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the minute that she found that room, I was like, something ain't right in this house. You need to get the fuck out. And then she was trying to convince, and I was like, girl, just leave. <laughs> Thank you. The minute Thank he walked you. downstairs, I'd have been out. I'd been like, I gotta go. I might have left. Say like, hope you're okay. Bye, and left. <laughs> I so I I need to remind people that I love a black lady lead. I fucking live for it. I'm happy to see it. And she's I'm happy gorgeous. We're here for it. Yes. Um, but her decisions, her choices, like when Keith ignores what she says because he has to go see it for himself. He disappears down there and starts screaming for help. And then she goes down there and she's like, Keith, Keith. And she keeps going further past than where she was last time, looking for Keith in the fucking tunnels. And I'm like, I know you know this is not your ministry. I know you know to get the fuck out and go get help. Um, <laughs> like right. I, But she goes down there and then she ends up getting mama. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, she learns nothing because when Justin Long's character, AJ, shows up, she is risking life and limb to save him. And I'm like, no. Right. And I, I don't know if it's meant to be a commentary on how black women are always putting ourselves after everybody else um, and how it's detrimental to our health and our safety. Um, but that's how it reads. But also she's not making good choices. And so it feels it just, unearned. It, well, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I said, I mean, for me, it goes back to her, her rightfully so initially being very, I'm wary of Keith. But then it's like a split second and suddenly she's like telling him her whole life story and like fine with him. Like I it, it just I had a question for that whole switcheroo. Because she says, I have a problem with dirty sheets. So they clean the sheets. But the minute the sheets are clean, he's all up in the middle of her sheets again. I'm like, the sheets are dirty now. Listen, <laughs> listen. Like, I wonder if one of those people that when she goes into a new space, she has to clean it because there's a lot of those. So she knows, like, that it's not been, like, other people fucking around on it. Because, like, I've definitely been in some hotels. I'm like, these are stains on these sheets, and I am not comfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so maybe she's, she's one of those people. But also, like, 
their section of the movie feels like a cute me. It feels like at the beginning of a romance, but like Billy Scar is there, and so you know it's going not end well. well and it, you're like, girl, you in danger. I, I was getting like fresh vibes. I was getting, uh, yeah, like, girl. When he's having his night tears, I was like, that's his like other people. He's about to come and get you. Like it's an old school slasher that we gotta have full problems about. Because um, right. it, it was too convenient that he, and I still think it's, I still think it's fishy. But it's still—I say that as he's dead. <laughs> but like, it's still too convenient that he somehow knows this documentarian that she's going to try to work for, knows this obscure film, and is the leader of one of these musical group yeah. things. And, and they happen to be yeah. in the same. That's too convenient. It, it's it's too convenient, which again is a part of the reason it feels like it was about to be a rom com, but it's a horror movie, so we know it ain't gonna be funny. Um, <laughs> um, but it it did feel very convenient. I was like, if this was like Julia Roberts and George Clooney, I wouldn't bet an eye. But it's Billy Scars, and so profiled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I did think that was interesting because like he definitely conveniently had that knowledge and like those connections and like you could tell he was into her like they were into each other but he was definitely like could i get laid while i'm just being a cool person i'm being a nice guy and we know how nice guys operate because he pulled that like hey i guess i'll go to bed now mm-hmm. and i stand in the room awkwardly for another 30 seconds before i go to the couch like girl get the hell on the couch Listen, listen, like I, I know that personally, I would have jumped to Billy Scars, but like also you can't be acting entitled to people. I mean, I would, yes. So what you do is you go, you fuck around on the couch and then you go back to bed. I would have <laughs> left. I don't couch. feel safe here. As I'm putting my pants back on, I don't feel safe here. I don't trust you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your resume, Billy Scars. I've seen your resume. What? <laughs> But like, yeah, and so they, I will say this movie did a fantastic job of building up these two sections of this stuff. Because it is very much like two movies smushed into one, but they work so well together. Because I, I still like- wasn't trusting him when she when he was like, something bit me. I was like, no, you bit yourself. You try to trick her. <laughs> it felt like three chapters and it felt like a book I would have loved to have read. read. Wow. Um, I don't read anymore, obviously, because I don't know how to talk about reading. But, like, <laughs> it, it feels like a book I would have loved to have read because, like, there were three very distinct chapters because you have Tess and Keith and this cute meat, and then you, like, leave that because, like, you need that anticipation, and you introduce it to AJ, who is the worst. Um, <laughs> He's the fucking worst. We meet him as he's finding out somebody finally snitched and said what he did to her because he's an awful man in, in Hollywood. Um, so he assaulted someone and won't take ownership of that and instead trying to like blame everybody else and like act like he's being ruined for no reason. Right. And then he drops the F word. And the F word is like my biggest flaw in this movie because mm-hmm. like I we'll get into how mother got made, but like I feel like we have all of this assault on both ends. So we already know the people we're dealing with and the men are not shit. Um, we don't also need a slur randomly inserted. Yeah. It it just it yeah, I I th- that is well. I don't want to go too far into that because that's also kind of my hot take. But it just came out of nowhere and it was not needed. Like there was no, he's not like, I get if you're going to use a hate slur and you're showing that this person is bigoted towards queer people. There's no queer, he's not talking to a queer person. He's not referring to queerness. He's just using it to use it. And it feels very 2000s. Thank you. That's what I said. Because like my thing is we 
we keep having people who write these things, but like we need to show you how awful he was. We already know. You got we that already from the know. beginning. He came in with an assault charge, and he's acting like a dick. Like we got it. We are not rooting for him. You've ruined Justin Long. Thank you. Um, yeah, he's but, like, still hot though. He's still real hot. Mm, I, you know what? You could use some short king energy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I think that we have this thing where specifically cis straight white men don't understand subtlety when it comes to kind of characters um it's the same thing as when it's like racist or whatever it's like mm-hmm. you can you can have a microaggression monday without somebody using the n-word with a hard r but like you're like we got to put it in there so people know and i'm like no those of us who know know those of us who don't want to know will never know right yeah yeah it just it, it just like i said I, i'm not you know i i I have queer friends that use the F word. I don't personally use it. It's, you know, um, but if if you're someone in the community and you use it, I'm not going to question you. It just, again, it felt unearned. It, it felt like they just wanted to be like shocking. Um, mm-hmm. And I read a little bit of a piece where Justin was explaining why they he felt that they wanted him to use that word because like the cast and the crew weren't comfortable with it. And he was Good. like, he at least I, how bad he was. Right. That's just it. Like, that's just it. The thing about these words is that the people who don't have power are very uncomfortable. Whereas, like, the writer, the director, and the actor are like, we're doing it. And sometimes the actor doesn't feel like they have agency. I don't know if Justin is aware of who he is in his career and he could be like, mm, no. Because um, there's so many things he could have said, not that word. Because, like, again, we already knew he was an asshole. Nobody was rooting for him. Nobody no, nobody should be rooting for him, I should say that. Other assholes probably like, yeah, I see myself. And they still did after he said it. So, like, right. what was accomplished? Well, because she, he even, like, because at first, he's completely denying all the all the, char- the charge. As they always do. As they always do. But then, in that conversation at the bar with his friend, he literally, I mean, essentially... Yeah, she said no, and he kept going. That's that's rape, dude. Yeah, because he's persistent. Um, it there could have been so much conversation. I mean, I'm I, this is not the movie for the conversation, but there could have been so much conversation. Um, in other cases where something similar happened, because like the Aziz Ansari case, where it was this woman was like, I don't want to, and I was uncomfortable, and he was like, But I want it, but I want it, but I want it. Um, and then she was like, I really didn't want to, but I felt pressured into doing it. That is a thing, uh, tell us oldest time, mm-hmm. and we should have had a conversation right then and there as a society to do better by it. But instead, we were like, No, we can't learn. Um, and here we all are years later. Um, and so that's what that reminded me of, because that's where my brain goes to like real world celebrity gossip when I see these things, because it's so rampant. Right. And, you know, I think that, yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and going back to the whole slur, I feel like, I don't know, Justin Long, I feel like if this had been 2012, he might have felt more agency. He just hasn't done anything, right? What has he done recently? You need to Google him, Trent. People gonna come so. to read you the fuck. Like, he was in so many things. His horror resume... People act like he's only ever done that awful movie that we don't talk about because that creator, but he's done so much in the horror sphere. Like, oh, yeah. he, he's got so many movies coming out, just like even like these last couple years. Nothing like, that I've seen. I'm I, just saw t- I just saw Tusk for the first time. I know I'm late. Um, I saw it like last year, the year before, and it fucked me up. That's <laughs> gross. That's body horror. Like, Justin mm-hmm. Long has like at least at least a stack of horror movies to separate him from the thing we all want to stop talking about. 
I mean, good for I mean, good. I just haven't seen anything with it with him in it in a long time. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He does have stuff. I just haven't seen any of it. Yeah. So like. <laughs> To be fair, let's be honest, him and Billy Scars are the actors that are attached to the script and get the script greenlit. And so if he had said, hey, I don't want to, they could have maybe done something. Yeah. And I think it goes, again, back to people just not thinking about the people not in the room, which is a thing that's ongoing because so many people get in the room and they're like, I'm in the room and that's all that matters. But they're not like, who's not mm. here? Who is possibly being shit on? Um, who, who are we not taking care of? And right. he didn't, unfortunately. So, I thought that... Oh, and also, Justin, Long, Justin Long's character just continually proves how shitty he is. Mm-hmm. From the minute we see him, because we know about the, the rape charge, then we know he sh- accidentally shoots Tess after she's come back to save his ass. Then, he throws her off the roof! When he throws her off the roof, I... Because, again, I've already hated him since we were introduced to him. <laughs> um, but we threw off the roof. I was like, is this really a commentary on how, like, white men are always shoving black women under the fucking bus or, like, to the bottom of the, like, food chain in order to, like, succeed? Yeah. I mean, I would love it if it was a, if that was it. But, I mean, I, this director, writer, I, you know, he also put the F word in his script. So, I have questions for him. <laughs> That's another thing I have with like most creators in general, um, because most creators are still, most of the people who get the funding are cis straight white men. Like that's a given. It's why we have so many podcasts. Um, And I think that a lot of the times they get focused on like being like, I have an idea on how to do right by this one demographic. And don't think about intersectionality or anybody else. Um, And so it's very like narrowed. And so it's like, Oh my God, how many movies have we seen where we finally get representation for the disability community, but it's got to be like a white blonde disability situation and mm-hmm. nobody else. And so like we're executing right. brown people around her, um, but she's a star. We did it. And it's like, what about intersectionality? What if she had been like queer? What if she had been on also brown? Because people are not just the one thing. And I think that's a thing that Hollywood just does not fucking understand. You can, everybody's more than one thing. Everybody. So, right. oh, yeah. yeah, so when you put your toe in the water to do better and you pick up, like, tiny blonde, you're not really doing what you think you're doing. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that he has that intention of making that statement, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's an Excuse accidental me. gift, because people on Twitter were saying this is not about how all men are shit, and I, I'm not... I think all men are shit is the thesis. Um, I think there's a lot of other theses theses, uh, (laughs) to be determined. But I think that that is definitely like the main cause. Because again, had either of these white men listened to her or supported her, things would have been different. But like, we don't believe women and we disrespect black women all the time specifically. And so here we all are in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, when when AJ is first in the thing, well, number one, I would not have been traipsing around in this weird uh-uh. underground tunnel situation anyway. So I would not have been caught in there in the first place. But the minute that he's like caught in the cage with Tess and first meets Tess and she's like, just drink it. I I don't like, I love, I, you know, I'm all, I'm all about listening to women. But even if it's a woman telling me to drink something out of a bottle, I don't know that I'm going to. <laughs> I understand his hesitation to listen to her in that instance. <laughs> Even that time, though, something fucked up is happening, and she's trying to like teach him how to survive. 
Um, and so like again, he just doesn't listen to women, obviously, which is why he's uh, about to, he was going to be brought up for rape charges if he had lived. Um, and like Billy Scar's character, Keith also wouldn't listen to her. He has to see it for himself, which is such a fucking white man thing to say. Like, I have to Truly. see it for myself. I didn't see it, so I don't know. It's like, bitch, we're not talking about gossip. We're talking about some murderous bitch in the basement. Get the fuck out. I'm... It's like 20 feet tall. Listen. How tall was Mother? Like, Jesus Christ. Listen, have you Googled the actor who plays Mother? I saw him on the IMDb, Matthew Patrick. Yeah. He's a very pretty man. Really? Matthew Patrick Davis. Listen. Um... <laughs> Oh, he's a musician too. Okay. He's a lot of Another. things. Um, <laughs> he could be my. Mother. I just want to be like, do you and Billy Scar plan on working together again? Um, <laughs> we're it. Do you need an extra? Do you need a stage right. manager? I'm here on my <laughs> resumes. Oh, he is very tall. Yeah. Just I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there's a picture of the Tess Justin Long, uh, the writer director, and then that dude together, and it's literally like. A diagonal line. This is very funny. Yeah, I... This might be the first time I've seen Georgina Campbell. I actually... She looks familiar, but I just don't know where else I would... Oh, I'm sorry. Matthew Patrick Davis is six foot eight, according to IMDb. I mean, who I could climb that tree. I'm gonna need a minute. Uh... I just, yeah. Trey's gonna um, go take a, sh- a cold shower. Listen. Oh, oh, Georgina's my height, 5'6. That man is a foot and two inches taller than her. <laughs> He's taller than me by a good, like, half foot. He- Listen, I. I, yeah, I, that took away everything I was gonna say. I. Oh, yeah, I was looking at Regina's resume because I, she looks familiar, but I just, I've never seen any of her movies. And that's sad. Right. She, yeah. She's, she's also a Gemini, born June 12th. Look, your Gemini sister. According to Wikipedia. Listen, um, I love seen to see it. it. Yay, more black women. <laughs> I've seen if I've seen anything on her. No, I haven't. Yeah. Which is wild because she looked so familiar. Oh, I did see King Roger, Legend of the Sword, wasn't that great? I saw Broadchurch, got her. There we go. And Black Mirror. Hang the DJ. Thank you. That's what it is. I started his dark materials, but I don't know if I made it to her episode because I I was really sick when I started it and I need to start it over when I could pay attention and not I pass out. I saw the first season, but I don't remember her in it though. Uh I haven't seen the second season though. I, I was just really sick and I wanted some comfort TV and I'm like, this is fantastical. I kept waking up and not knowing what happened. <laughs> and so I, I do need to go back and start it from the top, but I just have not had time, obviously. Um. Right, right. <laughs> Makes sense. But hey, I'm all for her. I liked her acting. I thought she did great. Right? I, I love her performance. I just wish that her character had been written smarter. That's oh, it. right, right. Yeah. Because yeah, I... I am not new to the horror game. I know we need people to make bad choices, but like also it just, these were like really bad choices. Well, she kept making them. Yeah. She just never learned. She never learned. And I, again, if it's a commentary on how black women are always putting everybody else first and we're always trying to support everybody else and everybody support it, um, that is a commentary that we can make, but she could still be written in a way that isn't just like out here doing all the like shitty things. Like literally, mm. 
she never once tried to like survive. <laughs> she was always trying to like get somebody else to survive or help somebody else make it through. Um, even at the end, like she's still trying to trust him. And I'm like, he, he, you cannot believe this man. This man is bullshit. Right. Uh. Um, but while we're talking about this man who is bullshit, um, AJ playing with Jess along. There was apparently a grosser version of the scene where mother tries to nurse him. I found out. I saw your, you share that on Facebook and I can see it because there's that one shot after she looks in there, she has this, Tess has this face of like grotesque, like what the fuck am I watching mm-hmm. on her face? And then when it shows it, it's not that, I mean, it's, it's disturbing. Don't get me wrong. But like, I was expecting like, I don't know what, but this- Listen, the hairy nipples got nothing on her in this deleted scene, biting the head off of a rat and maybe burning it to him. I kind of want to see it. I'm not going to lie. I want that version. Um, if we could put those deleted scenes somewhere on the universe. Um, I would watch it. <laughs> I'm sure it's on the Blu-ray. Listen. <laughs> I, yeah. Also, why is Mother... Okay, let's talk about Yeah, mother. it's time. Why, number one, biologically, I'm, I'm not a woman. I don't know these things. I, I'm, you know... How is she still producing milk? Is that something that happens all the time? I don't. I don't understand. I was homeschooled, as you know, so I don't know science. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know her. Because, like, I I know that like when women when cis women become or when when people with uh, uteruses become pregnant, they start to produce. But I thought that stopped after they weren't. We don't know the last time she was pregnant. Like, if we want to open that door for a sequel oh. already. Um, so maybe she, because like she still had that man down there. And so maybe she was like making him do the things, which I mean, karma coming back as a boomerang for that fucker. Um, for real. Um, for real. We don't know. We, we don't know if it is actually milk or if it's some other milky substance that she's making happen also. Um, I don't oh, you just made it ten times worse. Oh. <laughs> did you see? No. Did you see the PR boxes like Mary Beth and them got? Like they had like a no. giant milky bottle with hair from the nipple, like long hair, uh, like Elvira uh, wig length hair from the bottle. Uh, uh, no, that's that PR thing snapped. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but okay. I did like, because I kept, I wonder, I'm curious how you thought about it. Because I did like that they show, they did the flashback. Mm-hmm. Because I kept being, because they kept warning, like, wondering about this lady down there. And I was like, I, what, what is going on with this room with a video camera? What is going on with I this? I knew what it was going to be. I didn't know well, how it right. was going to be. But I was like, there's a dungeon, a sex dungeon in the basement. Men have been here. I don't know what they did to this woman. And I was waiting right. for the receipts. And when and then so it, when it went back and it explained who this terrible human man was from the very beginning, which they never gave him a name as far as I know, and I'm okay with I that. I thought it was Frank. No, they did. I thought what? it was Frank. Did I make that up? It was. I can't. Yeah, that's right. It was Frank because his neighbor says Frank mm-hmm. when they're moving or whatever. Anyway, yeah. So and him just bringing people, women to this basement and like abducting them. Abducting. The right. Right. Ooh. Oh, horror on all levels. I I am from Missouri, and there was a stretch in my like childhood, tweenhood, um, where a lot of 
women and children being found in basements. And so that's always jarring <laughs> um, when I see that. Um, it's unfortunately realistic, uh, especially for Missouri, because like that was a thing that was happening for a good stretch of, because like if I remember multiples, <laughs> um, and it still happens today, sadly. Uh, I don't really like look into that era and those like news articles because I was severely fucking homeschooled. And so like, I don't, I don't want to talk about people who are like, held in captivity um but i i will say that even though i being from missouri and remembering that stretch of these news articles and things popping up locally um i do hate that mother is the product of assault yeah. uh i just think that there are other ways of getting a monster and getting us to feel empathy for the devil because i know that like i know that part of what it is is that they want us to feel bad for her when tess has to like end her at the end to survive but I think that there are other ways. We've made so many monsters outside of assault that we empathize with. And I think that if we had just sat for like a few seconds, we could have found another way. And maybe that was just the easiest way to get back to the thesis of men are bullshit. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, does, it does feel like a continuation of the conversation with AJ's character about consent and, you know, in, in a very extreme manner, right? This isn't just like, you know... I kept going after she said, no, this is like, I kidnapped a woman and raped her. Um, and then ended up her getting her pregnant and then having intercourse with that child. Like that. Ooh, so gross. But like, yeah, it's, it, this movie does lead a lot. There are some still, some questions that I have and I don't know that I necessarily need them answered per se, but like, why is he living underground? Like, why? Why? And how have they existed for 40 years in this under... Because apparently she comes out... Because that other man, the uh, yeah. the other man... The unhoused man. Yeah, the unhoused man knows her and says there are worse things down there. I guess it's, you know, kind of talking about him. So, like... That's just it. I think... I think that there are other mothers down there or mother's babies down there. I think we have back roads into sequels. I really fucking do. I don't know if I want those sequels because like, it, it's just, it never pays off the same. It oh, never yeah. pays off the same. Because you already but know. I think, like, yeah. well, we would walk into, I think this movie would have been, and tell me what you think. This movie for me would have been totally different if I had walked in knowing about mother and about the man and all that stuff. I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much because finding it when that, when she appears that first time, I was like, what the fuck is this going on? With a brutal murder of Keith. And I was like, oh, bitch, I wasn't ready. Cause I thought, I thought Billy Scars was going to be the lead. I was like, oh, so him and Tess are going to share lead. Cool, cool, cool. And I was like, oh no, she's alone. <laughs> and then we were following AJ and I was like, oh, I hate him. Um, I And this is why I don't like knowing things. Cause when I found out this movie might be something I'm into, I immediately started like minimizing it and hiding it and muting words because people like to ruin shit. Or I like to be like, let me like give y'all the preamble. I don't want the preamble. If I'm giving it my money, I want to see it. Right. I, I want to experience it. Right. And so this is one of the movies that makes me so happy that I go out of my way to avoid spoilers like so hardcore because mm-hmm. I again like that mid turn to cut over to AJ was so jarring because we just saw Billy Scars get his head bashed in and I was like what the fuck are we gonna do now and then we were like crickets to this other place and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and, and it like it begins with like that really upbeat like song and I'm like what the fuck so 
I, when I was watching this movie um, the first time, because I watched it before I went to London, it was also the time that like my phone went off. And my phone's always not disturbed. It's a thing. People can never find me because I refuse to make my phone make noise. Um, but like my phone went off and I was like, what the fuck? Um, I don't have any alarm set. And it was like um, the alert because there was like a mass homicide person who was like running around and couldn't find him. So my phone went off three times over the course of this movie. Each time. You were like, mother, <laughs> is that you? I was like, ah, because I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, and so like, talk about high drama, high tension. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't think I will. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't know anything about this movie when I went in to watch it, because if I had known about mother, and so I don't, I don't think a sequel will be as good. I mean, I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea of it, but like, yeah. You've got to give me something else then. Like, you've got to figure out what else is in those tunnels. Yeah. Like, it... And again, like, it's going to come back to the same story. And so, like, I I don't want a sequel, but they did leave it open for sequels. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just a thread of sequels that'll keep us, like, awake at night. And maybe that's all they want. And I respect that, if that's the truth. Because um, sometimes that's cool to know there's other stuff down there. Let your imagination go. True. Okay, so I thought that the pacing of this film was really well done. The only thing I might have cut a little bit off of is the stuff with AJ before he gets to the house. I I feel like, again, it felt like a book because there were like three very distinct chapters. There's a chapter with Tess getting into this house and why she's there and she's meeting um, Keith. Then there's a chapter with AJ and why he goes to this house and how he owns it. So we're getting that backstory. And then there's the one where they're trying to like get the fuck out together. Um, and so like, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Cause again, yeah. um, it's another, it's also just a very cool way of suspending tension because like while we're watching AJ and we're hearing this new story and we're getting this information, we're like, but what about Tess? But what about Tess? Tell me Tess is okay. And we don't know until she like tries to save his ass the first time. Well, and because you hear he calls the when he gets there, all her all their stuff is still there. Yeah. And so he calls the land the people who rent the, the Airbnb and they they essentially say that they haven't rented to anyone in over in over a week. So she's been down there yeah. for a week at least. A few weeks. A few. Uh, yeah. I think it was, I think she said it hasn't been rented out in over two weeks. Right. So we're talking two minimum and it's more than that. And nobody came looking for either of them, which is sus because like, if nothing else, Keith is part of a like eclectic like group of people who right. are doing stuff in the area and not answering his phone. So wouldn't they be like, um... Right. That's my other thing. These people have cell phones. I know the cell phones would have died after a while, but like somebody somewhere would have been like, I've not talked to this person in at least two days, right? Right. Like, where is Tessa's parent? Like, where's that boy that she keeps ignoring and doesn't want to be in a relationship with? Like, she was here to interview for a position on a film, and wouldn't they have gotten back to her and be like, she's she, not answering? She said that lady said she's going to call her the next day. Yeah. And it's one thing if you have a bunch of loners or people who are awful like AJ, because I wouldn't look for AJ if AJ was in my circle. Um, no. I'd be like, why am I still in this fucking circle? But, those, but the cops would like, be looking for him. Yeah. Somebody's lawyers. Listen, listen. Because he fled, he fucking fled the state. <laughs> he was about to go to court in, um, which is such a white privileged man thing to do. I, I will say that the cops um, not believing her and telling her to go sleep it off 
was also another reason why I think that somewhere along this like <laughs> journey, we are getting that like black women are just disrespected, disregarded at all turns because she went to the police, even though like most of us don't fuck at the police, but she was like, I don't know what else to do. Cause like there's a big ass woman down there milking people. Um, and so like, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. And they just would not believe her and they would not go in. Um, and they just assumed she was high. Well, and so number one, having this BNB be in the middle of not like ghost town, and then them being like, well, you clearly don't. Like, what is going on in this place? Like, is no one questioning what is happening? Like, I don't. To be fair, like, that house is in Detroit. And, like, Detroit does have those areas um, where they are trying to, like, get artists in there. And they're giving away houses, usually. Um, I've thought about it a few times because I am a poor. Um, and they're just basically giving away houses to artists who will come there and, like, do art and be like, I made it in Detroit. I made it in Michigan. Right. And so those areas do exist. And people love an Airbnb, they love one. You can put one up anywhere. I could sell, I could print out my studio right here, right now for more than I'm paying in rent. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, for who's? I think about it often because like Rachel's like right next door. I'm just like, what are you doing this weekend? Can I sleep on the couch? Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I didn't question that. Um, I wonder if, because again, I, I wonder if part of it being Detroit, Michigan, because yeah. we're getting at how like Detroit, Michigan has just sort of been like, it's been, it's, I don't, I don't even, I don't know how I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say, but like, we know that Flint, Michigan still doesn't have water after all these years, right? Right. Yeah. And so we know that like Michigan, which was this up and coming thing and doing all this stuff for us back in the day has just sort of been like left to like fend for itself now right. as a whole. Which like, is another reason why I thought that flashback was really interesting because you totally saw Michigan in its like. I guess mm-hmm. heyday or like right. No, Detroit was it. It was like right before it really went on the decline. Yeah, they were doing music. They were doing cars. They were doing all the things, and somehow, some way, it just sort of got left to its own devices. And I, I've never actually done a study, but I'm assuming it's because the population became more black people and more black businesses, mm-hmm. um, and so people were like, "No more funding." Bye. Yeah, and that's why the water's not been fixed. Had the had Flint, Michigan, been a suburb in like some like red state, that water would have been fixed the first time there was a problem. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And you know, and you and you, well, you totally got from that flashback too. Like most of the people in that neighborhood were white, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. dude comes over his, his neighbor says, "Hey, Frank, we're leaving. You're staying here." Da, da, da. Like so, you definitely get the yeah. idea of white flight. Yes. Because the wife wants to leave while he could still sell the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. For sure. There you go. There yeah. you go. While, while it was still the getting, you know, the getting's getting good, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I, I do wonder, and I don't know who wrote the script, and that's something I need to like it's do better same about like, looking at director writer Zach Craig. Oh. Okay. So yeah. Um. I don't know because it feels like it feels like there are themes afoot that I'm fucking with, but like they're just not fully fleshed out if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's totally what i'm yeah what i feel as well but like weirdly enough it's probably gonna end up in my top 10 list anyways just because like i still have some movies to see this year because we're recording this before december but like i it's gonna probably end up in my top 10 list yeah it is not in my top 10 for the well uh, well, hold on. I'm, let me rephrase. Let me go back because that's my hot take. <laughs> or what I have 
to little bitty. We can go to hot takes if you. Do we want to go ahead? Are we feeling spicy? Let's get spicy. So my hot take is, I want writers to realize that hate speech is not cool. Like, especially when it's not necessary and it's not needed in your script. That is honestly what took this movie from a five to a four star rating for me. And that's why it will not, it's not in my top 10 because of, because of that. Mm-hmm. What? That, that in the way that some of the like assault, because again, like I just, yeah. I hate that we always have to rely on assault. I, I hate that. And I, I get what we wanted to do and it's probably the most direct route and it was probably the easiest thing to reach for. But that doesn't make it okay. I think that there are other ways to do it that would have been smarter and cooler. I, um, I, and then my friends who have to avoid these kind of content warnings could have enjoyed this movie as well. Yeah, and I feel like because my next my other little hot take was I because I, I do I love a movie that makes you feel for the monster because like at the very at the very very end when before Tess kills her, you know she's she's crying because Tess is hurt and that's her baby and she doesn't know because she's been living in the underground tunnels her whole life i'm assuming uh i don't know what that did. dude's been feeding her because she got to be seven foot tall <laughs> maybe she'll be eating them babies <laughs> oh maybe so she had them sharp teeth so that makes sense but um yeah but i agree that it doesn't have to be a solid and i would be interested to see a um female identified person having input on the script if that could have made it a little bit more Cause careful. We never we never get the assault angle when we're using men for monsters. Like Frankenstein wasn't assaulted into being made. True. That's true. Pumpkinhead was not assaulted into being made. That's true. Um and so like that's my issue is because like we've just we keep getting it. And so like I it feels like I'm pissing on this particular movie, but I'm pissing on like this whole trend of, well, if it's a woman, we gotta add that assault in there. Yeah. Um, and I, again, this one's murkier because like we are dealing with all men are bullshit. <laughs> um, but there are other ways to let men be bullshit yeah. than going straight to assault. And, and, and I will say for this movie in defense of it, cause I, I agree with you for sure, but at least though we didn't have to see it. We, that's my other thing is that people, people think that like they can still like get into this and like use these and like yeah they're just like we're not gonna show you but we're gonna like let you know that it's heavily implied this is how she was made um and it's like it still ends with the same result of me being like why can't we have a woman just be a monster and my friends who would probably be into this movie not be able to see this movie because i have to give the content warning of there's you're gonna get some assault girl you're going to hear about some assault. Yeah. You're going to get some yeah. Me Too. You're going to get him telling him what he did to this woman in a hotel room. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, no. And so like, it's just, again, this one is murkier than others because I think that this is definitely a guy writing about how men are shit. And I don't want that to stop because men need to like also be processing that so they can stop being shit. But I think that we have to start working. We, If you're going to approach the subject, you have to start working with women you have to start working with them you have to actually listen to them when you do work with them because sometimes you're like i'm gonna co-write it with her but i'm not gonna listen to her right, <laughs> right. and it shows it shows last night in soho and so <laughs> i we gotta just fucking do better that's my song that's my dance which, which is funny that you say he needed to, that they needed to, he needed to listen to women because that's 
kind of the thesis of this movie. Listen, <laughs> the irony is not lost on me. Um, <laughs> the first movie where he thought he was doing something, not this director, I should be more, I should be less. <laughs> um, the first movie where a man thought he was doing something and he got so close and so far um, because he didn't go, should I talk to women? Should I have a woman help me with this? Because like, I think there are even ways to get what he wanted from what he has here without doing too much. Um, but like the way it comes up and how it comes up and how it leads to us getting mother. Um, Cause it, you've woven it into your plot in that way. And so now it's just like, we could have had a bomb ass woman monster, even though it's played by an amazingly hot man. Um, <laughs> but instead it's like another product of assault, which I just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of. It's overused. It's, it's, it's just overused at this point for sure. It's part of the reason we all fucking love Tiffany Valentine. She was literally a baller, a shot caller. Um, <laughs> she's not the product of any assault. <laughs> no, she just is. She is. Chucky killed her and she was like, you can't kill me so fast, bitch. And now they have a franchise. And right. <laughs> you know what? Well, yeah, I, I yeah, and think about like Mrs. Voorhees. She just wants revenge for her son being killed. Like, listen, which puts her on the same playing field as the dad in Pumpkinhead. Like, again, there are so many ways of getting a woman monster that doesn't have to be assault. And I, I'm just tired of whenever men sit down and their computers are like assault because I got to put a woman in here. And I'm like, no, no. I got um, a few women, so I got to have at least one case listen, of it, right? Listen, because if you don't do it for your male characters, you need to check your biases. Because that's one thing if you're writing assault for whatever you're doing and your thesis is. Right. Um, but, like, again, it's always, well, she's here, so assault. Well, and we have this terrible, you know, point in society where we don't take assault against men as legit or, like, as credible. So, I mean, we just don't take it. We don't do that for women either. But. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> where you going with this? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel like. In two, in, in two different ways because the people just don't listen to women or they don't believe them or they blame her for it. And I guess they do the same thing for men too is what I'm trying to say. And we need to talk about that more as well. I don't know. Or less. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> like my theory has always been a lot of people are assaulted. Um, and however, we always make it seem like it's like we always make it like when we're writing characters, well, I said we, when men are writing characters, it becomes a woman's problem. There you go. That's um, what I'm trying to say. And it's not because clearly like the world is raising men who rape. Um, and so like that is not just a woman's problem. Right. Um, much like other issues. Like we keep talking about abortion. It's a woman's problem, but it's not a woman's problem. Like so many people are able to give birth to people and don't want to. Um, so many people, right. whether they are women, whether they're non-binary, whether they are somewhere else on the gender spectrum, because there's a lot of pronouns that are out there now. And I just, yeah, like I, there's it's a, not a woman's issue. It's never been a woman's issue because like your politicians who are like telling you what to do with your ovaries will find their mistress abortions. They will find their wives abortions. But us poor people we need to have these babies and keep being in poverty. <laughs> so I'm tired of men making things women's issues that are not women's issues um, so they don't have to deal with it yeah or, or so they can control women so they don't have to deal with them um, right um, <laughs> tell us all this time <laughs> uh, my actual hot take <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of the wildest movies of the year 
like aside from the issues I brought up here, um, which is the F word and the fact that we have to keep pain and assault when we have women. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a fun time. I think it's a fun ride and I, I give it all of the respect due, but I do think that people oversold it by yelling. It was this year's malignant. Yeah. I don't get that at all. I didn't get malignant from this. If anything, I got more of like, um, maybe the people under the stairs meets like, uh, um, wrong turn meets. Mm -hmm. What was that one that Wes Craven did? Uh, the Hills Have Eyes. I was about to say, which one, Chan? <laughs> <laughs> the one with the, in, the inbred. <laughs> ah, no, there were so many movies that I would have reached for. And they were like, it's a serious malignant. And I, I, I worry that because Twitter and friends like to get in frenzies and like make declarative statements, they always do that. Because I had a good time. But people yelling the serious malignant, I wouldn't expect something that was not this movie. <laughs> Um, I'm glad I didn't see that because I would have disliked this movie even more because it's definitely not even in that lane. Listen, and I don't know if that, because I, there was different people saying it and so it's not everybody's intention, but I do wonder if there's a certain section of white horror Twitter that's looking for something to be malignant so they don't have to keep standing malignant, which was written by a black woman and James Wan. Mm. Um, and so I wonder if that's their game. Cause like, it's like back in the day when people were like, Oh, like this athlete is just like going to be the next Shaq. And it's like some like scrawny white kid who did fine. Um, <laughs> right. He loved it. He loved the game. So good for him. But like, really though. Right. Like <laughs> if you want to see yourself, see yourself as a person and fucking watch the movie and just appreciate it for what it is. Um, right. and again, that wasn't, that's not everybody's reason, but I think that it's some people's reason. Cause like a lot of people were saying this is just malignant. I'm like, no, no. Malignant was a ride from top to bottom. I need someone, yes. And I need someone, not that this one wasn't, but I need someone to explain to me the thought process there because I don't see it. Thematically, how it's shot, character, none none of it is the same. And none of it is malignant-ish, in my opinion. Like, No. No. I I think that they just want to feel alive again, which is fair in a pandemic, but don't don't oversell movies because then people go in and they're like, yeah. oh no, this is just this is fun. And again, it's fun. It's probably gonna be my top ten list, even though I I wish it didn't have to be. <laughs> but like, it's that felt shadier than it needed to be. I I wish I more movies are giving me joy without me having to sit here and being like, when I put this on my list, I have to like put these like buffers and warnings in it. And like discuss my issues with it. I can't just be like, "It's a great time, go for it." Like I can do like a scream or a note. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Barb. Also, why is it called Barbarian? I think they're taking a dig at Mother being a barbarian because she was never socialized and has never gone okay, topside still... except to like track down her babies. I don't like the title anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the movie fine. So don't, I, mean, I don't get it. I don't get the title. No. I mean, technically, like, technically the title works. Um, maybe it's, it, a, it maybe works. it's a comment on, like, masculinity and, like, all the men are barbarians because they don't know consent and don't listen to women. And maybe that's where it was going. Like... The barbarian definition um, is a member of community or tribe not belonging to one of the great civilizations. Mm. So, like, it, the title yeah. fits. It just, it's, it's just another dig at mother who has been through a lot. And I think Justice that, for mother. 
I don't know. Justice for mother. Her hairy nips <laughs> need to be set free. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we'll be covering Smile. Yay. Going to wrap this year up with Smile. Um. <laughs> oh, I did. Also, it was super shady of them to end this movie with uh oh that the song the credit song what was it um my, be my be, be my little baby, be my baby. <laughs> I I was cackling and I felt bad because Tess was like limping away with her bullet wound and I was like <laughs> <laughs> um whenever I hear that song I think about Adventures of Babysitting because I watched that movie so much as a kid. Um, and so, like, it's like, yeah, right. yes. Um, yeah. were, weren't they a Motown band? Let me, then I have to Google it. We need to stop having epiphanies as Google, like, kind of rap shit. <laughs> I um, think that sounds right, which may, would be the the Renettes. Um, let me go see. If they were Motown, that's definitely like a callback to Michigan's heyday. That's uh... which they seem Motown y. No, they were from Washington Heights. But let's see if they went through the Motown route because I don't understand time. It would have been about that time. It's saying New York, New York, New York, everywhere. Um, I could have sworn they were Motown. I could have sworn. But also, I assume anything that Motown, was a hit back right. then is Motown. Same, um, that's bad. But... Yeah, no, you know, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm ahead. Um, <laughs> that would have been a really TV fun page. choice for them to choose a Motown song to end it with that talked about babies. That would have been fun. And from that era, all the songs were about babies and babies right? and babies. So, what were you doing, people? But it's such a good song. And it's iconic, yeah. to be fair, because like when it started. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Mm, bye.